Thank you for tuning in. As always, I'd like to start with this disclaimer. I don't have all the answers, and you don't have all the answers. But the best way to pursue the truth is through open-minded discourse, and I hope to contribute in part to that today with a quick thought. I'm not going to call myself an environmentalist. I think there are a lot of connotations with that term, and probably some logical definitions that don't quite align with my beliefs. That being said, I would say I'm genuinely concerned for the preservation of the ecosystem and survival of wildlife. As one who does concern myself with this, it's frustrating when I see much of the fervor of environmentalists put toward bad policies that won't work, or worse, aren't designed to work. I'm going to give three ways in which I've seen this play out two specific policy examples, and one general theory. The first is in Washington State, a now-failed ballot initiative for carbon tax. In theory, this might sound attractive to someone who seeks to help the climate by reducing carbon emissions. The ballot initiative, however, is a pernicious wolf in sheep's clothing. This added tax on carbon, while adding costs to everyday consumers, specifically exempts seven of the 11 largest polluters in Washington state. This means that those whom a carbon tax is ideally targeting, that is, the biggest polluters, generally corporations, would not be encouraged to choose environmentally sound means by this tax. Instead, everyday citizens who contribute a fraction of a percent of the total pollution from Washington state, which as a reminder, is only a percent of the U.S. contribution, which is only a percent of total contribution to the climate, are unduly burdened with the tax, while those who would actually be incentivized to reduce carbon emissions aren't. Moreover, the funds would have then gone to an unelected board of bureaucrats who would have been allowed to spend it without discretion toward things such as an undefined term of environmental social justice, as well as giving themselves the ability to give themselves a pay raise. Even if you are a pro-government intervention environmentalist, you should probably see how this is not a good initiative and co-opts the environmentalist mantle to pass cronyism. I'm happy to say that Washington State did in fact reject this initiative. Now secondly, wildfires that plagued Canada and California earlier this year were caused in large part due to the fact that environmental groups opposed the culling of trees and efforts made by some in those areas to do so. While proponents of cutting down sections of the forests argued that it was not only for business purposes, but also for a healthy ecosystem, These efforts were blocked in order to protect wildlife, but instead, the concentration of trees meant that there was no easy way to stop the forest fires from spreading, and not only were animal habitats destroyed, but this created a vast deal of carbon emissions into the climate as well. Lastly, when looking at policies that affect the environment, we also have to realize that restrictive policies often create economic costs. And while at first this may seem not directly linked, there is a decent case to be made that healthier economies are going to be a better long-term investment to fight environmental hazards. If one looks in the short term and sees the potential revenues from carbon taxes and potential reductions in pollution from those taxes, they might seem appealing at first. However, understand that increased costs and harmed productivity and efficiency means real job losses, real lost income, and harm to the middle class in particular. 
Most businesses, even big, wealthy businesses, don't operate with an income high enough to absorb these costs without either slowing down growth or straight-up cutting jobs. And this manifests itself into not hiring new workers. So, other than lower levels of wealth generally being a bad thing, I would also argue that, in the long term, a nation that can become wealthy faster will have the means to innovate and create solutions to these kinds of problems. We have a green energy solution out there, but most of these solutions are currently too expensive to be adopted by everyone. If we can keep it a productive economy going, we continue the trend of wealth being continually generated and everyone being better off than the generation previous. This means that more complicated technologies, such as green tech, will be more readily available to consumers and businesses alike, giving us a natural path to wean ourselves off of fossil fuels and other outdated tech that's more disruptive to the environment. While this isn't a guarantee that every business or corporation will adopt these measures, I think it's a much better step in a direction for long-term sustainability than continually kicking the can down the road and leaving a path of poverty in your wake. Taxing everyday citizens for modest decreases in the carbon emissions doesn't help the long-term solution of how we move ourselves to being more eco-friendly, and I would hope that this could be seen by other environmentally conscious folks. Thanks for spending your time on A Quick Thought. <laughs>